Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Earth Bodies, the podcast where spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism meet because they are all connected. I am so, so happy to be here with you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am very grateful. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Maya Carl. I am a holistic health coach. And what that means in a nutshell is I help coach people to reach, maintain, and exceed their deepest health and wellness goals with loving accountability, love, support, guidance, and any other action steps that you may want or need. And we do it in a very sustainable way so that you can carry these practices throughout your life. And so it's not like a, a fad diet or a crash diet. Um, and it's a very good way of reaching your health and wellness goals, as I found with my clients. So right now I am currently offering a free one-on-one -on -one health history consultation. So that means you and I get to sit down or talk over Skype or Zoom or on the phone and discuss what your deepest health and wellness goals are and how we might be able to work together. So just putting that out there. Very, very grateful again for you all tuning in. And today I am going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. Not exactly sure why. Maybe it'll come out throughout the podcast, but I am talking about it in honor of Pride Month. So right now, depending on where you're listening to this and when you're listening to this, it is Pride Month in the U.S. And it's very, uh, very well celebrated in my town and in the area. I'm in New York. And Pride Month is really the month of recognizing the LGBTQ community. So that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, questioning. And I, I love talking about this and talking about sexuality in general because it's such a huge part of our lives and it gets neglected and it gets stigmas put on it and it becomes this taboo that many people are uncomfortable talking about and that may be because they were raised or how they were raised or, you know traumas or experiences that have happened that make them shy away from talking about sexuality, but whatever that is, I'm here to talk about it today. And I have had quite a journey with my own sexuality. And, and so before I get into talking about my journey with sexuality, I want to kind of define sexuality. So pretty sure Merriam-Webster says it's like our sexual identity and, you know, it's kind of simplifies it, but Sexuality is a part of our lives from the time we're born to the time we die. It's our sexual expression. It's our sexual identity. It's our sexual attraction. It's, it's sex, obviously, sexual intercourse or whatever kind of sex you want to have. Um, and it encompasses so much of who we are. It doesn't define us, but it's, it's who we are and how we identify in the world. So talking about this in honor of Pride Month, I think is appropriate because many people identify as heterosexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, uh, pansexual. There's a lot of different prefixes out there, but in essence, everyone is sexual, which is what I have come to identify as. So I have gone through many different stages in my life and bound to change and morph as I continue to go on living, but what I have come to identify now as 
just being sexual. I do not like to put myself in any kind of boxes, and I did for a while. And in that way and in every way we put ourselves in boxes, it really limits us. And when I say putting ourselves in boxes, it's giving ourselves a label, limiting our opportunities and our our ways of living, really. So my journey, you know, starting out very young, I was very interested in sex and sexuality. My mother will attest to that. <laughs> um, like very, very young, I was just curious about all my body parts and about others. And at a very young age, I knew that I was attracted to women. And it was very scary for me. And not because anyone in my family ever, you know, looked down upon it. My parents are very, very open-minded. I have my mom's friends who are a lesbian couple. I had met people who were not heterosexual, but it seemed very scary for me, especially growing up uh, in a school where many, many people used the word fag or faggot as a derogatory term, and it was around me all the time, or that's so gay, you know, I grew up around that, and I stopped saying that very, very young. My mother made a point of telling me that wasn't okay, and, you know, I didn't know it wasn't okay. I didn't really understand it until I was a certain age, and she made it very clear that that was not okay, and I understood that, and it also resonated for me because I thought, you know, maybe I'm gay, you know, how, why am I gonna tell or talk to people and tell them that that's a bad thing when that may be a part of who I am. So growing up, you know, I was kind of experimenting. I was attracted to men and women, but I noticed that the women part was a lot scarier. Uh, that being said, I did experiment with girls in elementary school, as young as elementary school, um, we are sexual beings, you know, forever and always. And as we grow up, we figure out our different attractions. And it was really interesting and exciting. And I didn't get the same feeling or I didn't feel the same comfort as I did with, with men as I did with women or girls. I mean, I was very young. And then growing up, you know, I would have those crushes on guys and girls and up until high school, I never had explored actually being with a woman. And what had happened in that instance was that I was very good friends with a girl who was very open about her sexuality. And part of me was jealous, but also admired her for being so open. And there was a lot of craziness and drama involved in that, that friendship and that relationship. But she allowed me, in a way, to be open and to just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to be who I am and do what I have to do so I can feel love. And my way of kind of quote unquote coming out to the world was I posted a picture of me and this girl kissing on Facebook and kind of just, you know, let it rock. But before that, I want to rewind a little bit. When I was in middle school, I went on this retreat with my Unitarian church, and I learned what the term pansexual meant. 
And what pansexual means to me and many others is that you fall in love with the person's soul. It's not about what's in their pants. It's not about that kind of attraction. It's about falling for the person. It's that kind of attraction. And this was really appealing to me at the time because I knew that I was attracted to men and women and anything in between. I mean, I was just attracted to people. And I liked saying, oh, I'm pansexual because that wasn't saying I'm bisexual. That wasn't saying I'm a lesbian. That wasn't saying anything. It was it was very vague. <clears throat> so it allowed me to kind of open up about my sexuality without outwardly saying, you know, I'm into girls, which again was scary in suburbia with everyone around me using gay and dyke and all of these negative, these terms in a negative way. So I continued in high school to be with this woman. We ended up going to prom together, which was pretty epic for me. I never, I never had pictured that. It was really cool. Um, and it was, it was not an easy relationship, but it happened and it opened me up to possibilities of, of being with women. And we were with each other until college. We broke up in college and there was lots of fun and experimentation there, but it really opened my eyes, especially being around so many different like-minded people at my school about how we can express our sexuality differently. So some people, you know, are very open about their sexuality. They're, they're very sexual. They express it in a way of, of speaking, of moving in different ways. I mean, our sexual expression can be all kinds of things in terms of flirting and the way we dress, the way we feel and act in our bodies. It can be so many different things. And our identity, you know, how we identify to attracting other people or how we are attracted to other people is also a part of that. And as I continued in my life, I have really just been open to what the world has to offer. And what I was speaking about before, putting ourselves in boxes, limiting ourselves to these opportunities that we might find some of the most beautiful love with someone that we had never anticipated. And I understand that there are different stigmas, there's different expectations, there's different rules and regulations that were brought up around in terms of what is okay and what's not. But I encourage you to really check in and ask yourself, you know, what do I like? What feels good? What makes me happy? What makes me feel pleasure? And honoring that and maybe opening up to a new experience. I know specifically men, I have many men I've talked to, it's a lot more difficult for them to be open because society accepts women on women a lot more than men with men. And it's it saddens me because I feel like a lot of men would be able to even just connect more deeply with other men, not even in a sexual way or, or in a sexual way, but not necessarily having sex, but allowing themselves to just become intimate, become close, 
and, and feel that kind of love. So when you are thinking about your identity or thinking about, you know, experimenting, just remind yourself that you're okay. You're a good person no matter what. You're not going to hell in a handbasket because you're doing something that, you know, someone told you was sinful or wrong. I think that's really crazy because we are all on this planet to express and to receive love. And whether that happens in a sexual manner or in just a friendship manner, it really comes down to how we are, who we are, how we feel about ourselves, and sexuality is such a huge part of that. Very, very young, not very, very young, when I was in my preteens, um, I was a part of this program called OWL, and it stands for Our Whole Lives. It was through my Unitarian Church, and it was such a blessing. It taught me so much about sexuality, sexual health, so many things that many, many people are completely blind to. We learned everything from the step-by-step right way to put on a condom to all of our body parts to all about consent um, to all about different ways to have sex. It was a very, very detailed curriculum. Like We learned a lot at a very young age, but it was, it was so helpful. And I meet people who are my age and older, who, you know, don't know about their own body parts, who don't know how to put on a condom correctly, who don't know how to do this, this, and that. So I encourage you to experiment and to get some sexual education. They only teach us so much in school, depending on where you went. I mean, my high school and middle school, I feel like I did learn a good amount. But at that age, I feel like you're not super receptive to it. And it's kind of this, ooh, like, shameful thing, or it's just this weird thing that everyone's kind of experimenting with. But that really is the age where we need to learn and to continue to learn because there's so much about our own sexuality and about sex in general that we need to know to stay safe, to stay happy, to get the most pleasure out of it. I mean, so many people I have met, you know, don't even know if they have had an orgasm or they don't know what really makes them feel good. They know, you know, this is how you do it. This is this is what goes on and, you know, if if that happens, that happens. But honoring our sexuality and finding our pleasure is so important. And I know that this can be hard for people who have been victims of sexual assault, of molestation, of rape. I, It's a very tender subject and it really can have a huge impact on one's sexual expression, one's sexuality. I myself have experienced sexual assault and it really puts you in a strange place in your body. And it it's scary but you can come back from it and you can find the love and you can find the comfort in yourself and allow someone else to be a part of that as well. So I thank you all so much for tuning in and allowing me a chance to talk about this, our, our sexuality, our sexual expression, our sexual identity. It's such a beautiful thing that is 
highly under talked about in our culture in a positive way. It's definitely talked about a lot. We definitely see media messages everywhere. There's tons of different kinds of porn out there giving a lot of people false ideas of what sex should look like and feel like and what our bodies should look like during sex. Um, but it is something that really does need to be brought into regular conversation in a positive loving, compassionate way because it, again, it's part of our lives from birth till death. It's an integral piece of our, our health and well-being. And not saying, again, that you have to have sex to be a sexual being. It's about our expression. It's about how we feel in our bodies. It's about how we love ourselves. You know, all of this beautiful stuff that becomes stigmatized and a taboo because people are uncomfortable talking about these really intimate parts of themselves, which is okay. I mean, never ever force yourself into a conversation that's going to make you uncomfortable, but allow yourself to share and express and learn and understand these different parts of yourself and of others. So again, I know I just went on another little rant, but thank you all so, 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 so much for tuning in. I am super grateful, very excited to be back in the podcast. There's going to be lots of interviews coming up. Um, if you have any requests in terms of what you would like me to talk about, I am more than happy to share and to talk with you. Um, again, I would love to offer my one-on-one complimentary health history consultation where we talk about the awesome person that you are and your deepest health and wellness goals and how we might be able to work together. Thank you so much. I hope you all have a wonderful day, evening, year, life.